0: Praise the Lord.
1: It's good to be with you all again this Sunday. We thank God for all his grace and his mercy for all of us. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Oh Lord our God, you are God. Speak through us, to your people today. Before use your words, Lord, to break the yokes, to open the eyes of the blind and help your children who are backslidden, who have joined with the world in so many things which I speak on today, to separate themselves, that you may still bring them back into the fold, in Jesus' name. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ. Father, we say, whoever will come against your words, wherever they may be anywhere in the world, Lord, we rebuke such, and that, Lord, you will be the one to rebuke them and to bring them into the saving knowledge of Christ, in Jesus' name. Blessings, glory, and honor, Lord, are yours this day. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Our instrumental is taken also again from our brother, Caleb Brassi. Again, we're to pray that God will continue to bless him and his family. Today's topic Do you have the seal of
0: God? The outline. Celebrating those things that don't matter. 2. Solomon, the wisest and richest in the scriptures. 3. God created human beings for a purpose. 4. Do you have the seal of God?
1: God is looking for those who believe his word and study his word and act on his word and live according to his word. Number 1. Celebrating those things that don't
0: matter. The world human beings. The world puts stock on those things that don't matter. Those things that don't have eternal value. Anything that does not have eternal value is useless. The world celebrates and worships intelligence. It celebrates and worships academic achievements. It celebrates and worships wealth. He celebrates and worships physical attributes. In a word, the word loves debauchery and ostentatiousness. It has to be loud and flamboyant. Even burial, which should be a time of reflection, a time that should make human beings sober. A time that shows that a human being does not take what he has or she has to the grave. But how sad that all the things that the world puts too much stock in enter the grave. In this case, the celebrant, the one who is being buried, the deceased, never enters the grave with all the wealth and all his or her achievements. Yet, we strive for those things that don't matter. Even at the burial site, what do you have? We have pomp or showiness, ostentation, displays in burials. Yes, whining and dining. Burials have become a time of debauchery and merrymaking. It has become a time to boast and to show off the worth and wealth of the diseased. It's as if the disease is participating in his or her own burial. Though the relatives of the disease want people to know how great and how much the person being buried had achieved during her earthly surgery. They in truth are using the occasion to brag about their own wealth. And to show their friends and neighbors how much crowd, how much people, the type of celebrities that we come for the burial extravaganza. Yet, why the world celebrates the great achievements and wealth of the deceased? <laughs> he or she could be in Hades already. Regretting everything and all the things he or she had done while on earth doubt me go back to the lost story about the rich man and the beggar lazarus yet there's only one question that awaits the deceased at judgment only one question do you have the seal of god that's the only question the only thing god wants from you at the end of the age is do you have the seal do you have my seal? The seal I gave to my son to seal those who are his followers; those who have accepted him as Lord and Savior, and not just accepted, but they walk in his steps. While it is understandable that the world celebrates those things that perish, because everything will perish, it beggars the mind that is one can comprehend. That believers in Christ also celebrate the same things. Believers in Christ often outdo the world in their love for the world and the things in the world. Put another way many believers in Christ are more worldly than the unbelievers they are supposed to preach to. They covet, they are so greedy that you are ashamed to be called, to be associated with them in any manner. You might not be aware of these things before now, which is why I believe the Lord has brought this topic today. No one talks about them in those buildings called churches, in those denominations. Nobody. But we are speaking today because we are led to speak. So if you are a child of God, today is the opportunity to hear this truth repent and put your whole being from now on in pursuit of only those things that matter to god making sure that the seal of god is with you from now to the end of the age praise the lord two solomon the wisest and richest in the scriptures first reading
2: please i read from first kings chapter 4 verses 29 to 34 God gave Solomon very great wisdom and understanding and knowledge as vast as the sands of the seashore. In fact his wisdom exceeded that of all the wise men of the east and the wise men of Egypt. He was wiser than anyone else including Ethan the Ezraite and the sons of Mahal, Heman, Kalkol, and Darda. His fame spread throughout all the surrounding nations He composed some 3,000 proverbs and wrote 1,005 songs. He could speak with authority about all kinds of plants, from the great cedar of Lebanon to the tiny hyssop that grows from cracks in a wall. He could also speak about animals, birds, small creatures, and fish. And kings from every nation sent their ambassadors to listen to the wisdom of Solomon. Praise the Lord. In two words, he had knowledge and wisdom.
0: In a sentence, Solomon had more wisdom and knowledge than anyone in the scriptures. Remember, we're not bringing the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, he's both God and human being. So, of all humans on earth till now, there's no record of anyone with greater wisdom and knowledge than Solomon. Praise the Lord. Number two. Read the next scripture,
2: please. 1 Kings chapter 10, verses 23 to 25. So King Solomon became richer and wiser than any other king on earth. People from every nation came to consult him and to hear the wisdom God had given him.
0: Praise the Lord.
2: Second, he had the greatest wealth
0: among all the kings in the world at the time. And I will say through scriptures. Wealth, first, knowledge. Wisdom beyond compare. where to beyond compare. Pray, talk scripture, please.
2: First Kings chapter eleven, verse three. He had seven hundred wives of royal birth and three hundred concubines. And in fact, they did turn his heart away from the Lord. Praise the Lord.
0: For those who love debauchery and pleasures and self-seeking and foolishness. There are seven hundred wives, one man, three hundred concubines. What do you think will happen? Of course. They turned his heart away from God towards the end of his time. The reason we I brought these credentials is that we are bringing you the richest man on earth in his time and in the scriptures. The wisest. Of his generation and throughout the scriptures. With more knowledge than anyone. And with more whatever if you want to use wise as evidence of debauchery. That. Yet. We have to now hear what he tells us in the book of Ecclesiastes. It's very important. So those of you who think you are struggling to get so many things, you cannot get as much as Solomon. You are going to hear what he's going to tell you about the worthlessness, the meaninglessness of all those things that he had. So hear him.
2: First scripture, please. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verses 1 to 4. These are the words of the teacher, King David's son, who ruled in Jerusalem. Verse 2, everything is meaningless, says the teacher, completely meaningless. Praise the Lord. Everything under the
0: sun is meaningless. Everything under the sun, wealth, riches, pleasures, anything is what? Meaningless. In that's the summary of the book of Ecclesiastes, minus what will be the conclusion of that book. Next scripture, please.
2: Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verses 16 to 18. I said to myself, Look, I am wiser than any of the kings who ruled in Jerusalem before me. I have greater wisdom and knowledge than any of them. Verse 17. So I set out to learn everything from wisdom to madness and folly. But I learned firsthand that pursuing all this is like chasing the wind. The greater my wisdom, the greater my grief. To increase knowledge, only increasing sorrow. Praise the Lord.
0: Your academic achievements, mine and everybody else, mean nothing. Look at verse 17. So I set out to learn everything from wisdom to madness and folly. But I learned first and pursuing all this is like chasing the wind, meaning it is just foolishness. So worldly knowledge, worldly wisdom, And academic achievements are worthless, meaningless in the context of eternal life. That's the take on that scripture. Next scripture please.
2: Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verses 1 to
0: 26. Please pay attention because I won't expose expose it. That is interpret a good part of it. But hear and be very attentive as this scripture is read. Please. And let us also go back and
1: meditate on them. Go ahead please. Verse
2: 1. I said to myself, come on. Let's try pleasure. Let's look for the good things in life. But I found that this too was meaningless. So I said, laughter is silly. What good does it do to seek pleasure? After much thought, I decided to cheer myself with wine. And while still seeking wisdom, I clutched at foolishness. In this way, I tried to experience the only happiness most people find during their brief life in this world. Verse four, I also tried to find meaning by building huge homes for myself and by planting beautiful vineyards. I made gardens and parks, filling them with all kinds of fruit trees. I built reservoirs to collect the water to irrigate my many flourishing groves. I bought slaves, both men and women, and others were born into my household. I also owned large herds and flocks, more than any of the kings who had lived in Jerusalem before me. I collected great sums of silver and gold, the treasure of many kings and provinces. I hired wonderful singers, both men and women, and had many beautiful concubines. I had everything a man could desire, so I became greater than all who had lived in Jerusalem before me, and my wisdom never failed me. Anything I wanted, I would take. I denied myself no pleasure. I even found great pleasure in hard work, a reward for all my labors. Verse 11, but as I looked at everything I had worked so hard to accomplish, it was all so meaningless, like chasing the wind. There was nothing really worthwhile anywhere. So I decided to compare wisdom with foolishness and madness, for who can do this better than I, the king? I thought, wisdom is better than foolishness, just as light is better than darkness. For the wise can see where they're going, but fools walk in the dark. Yet I saw that the wise and the foolish share the same fate. Both will die. So I said to myself, since I will end up the same as the fool, what's the value of all my wisdom? This is all so meaningless verse 16, for the wise and the foolish both die. The wise will not be remembered any longer than the fool. In the days to come, both will be forgotten. So I came to hate life, because everything done here under the sun is so troubling. Everything is meaningless, like chasing the wind. I came to hate all my hard work here on earth, for I must leave to others everything I have earned. And who can tell whether my successors will be wise or foolish? Yet, they will control everything I have gained by my skill and hard work under the sun. How meaningless. So I gave up in despair, questioning the value of all my hard work in this world. Some people work wisely with knowledge and skill. Then they must leave the fruit of all their efforts to someone who hasn't worked for it. This, too, is meaningless. A great tragedy. So what do people get in this life for all their hard work and anxiety? Their days of labor are filled with pain and grief. Even at night, their minds cannot rest. It is all meaningless. So I decided there is nothing better than to enjoy food and drink and to find satisfaction in work. Then I realized that these pleasures are from the hand of God. For who can eat or enjoy anything apart from Him? God gives wisdom, knowledge, and joy to all those who please Him. But if a sinner becomes wealthy, God takes the wealth away and gives it to those who please him. This, too, is meaningless, like chasing the wind. Praise the Lord.
0: So he tried pleasure. He has so much riches. Everything was. Then he wondered who is going to succeed him. What happens? He could be a fool who will blow up everything. That's why he came in verse 18 to hate all that he was war for. So he tried pleasure. You had the whole story. That's a summary of the life of Solomon. But verse 26 was the one really where he said, Note, that thing he's talking, verse 26, he's talking about, no, verse 25, For who can eat or enjoy anything apart from Him? Verse 26. God gives wisdom, knowledge, and joy to those who please Him. He's talking about worldly wisdom. He's talking about worldly, I mean, sorry. He's talking about God's wisdom. He's talking about God's knowledge and God's joy. Always distinguish between what God gives and what human beings strive for. Praise the Lord. I would have wished to expose on this, but we have a long way to go. So we we'll go to the item mean, three. God created human beings for a purpose. Scripture, please.
2: Genesis chapter 12, verses 12 to 14. That's the whole, whole story. Here now is my final conclusion. Fear God and obey His commands, for this is everyone's duty. God will judge us for everything we do, including every secret thing Whether good or bad. Praise the Lord. The wisest,
0: richest man. Who at some point went bad. With all that God had given him. Has told you his life story. And he wants you and I to learn from him. So you don't make the same mistakes. The whole purpose that God created you and I. In his image. Was that we will serve him. We will worship him we have fellowship with Him. Otherwise, we will live and have an empty life. Because human beings were created in God's image. And because you have God's image, when you depart from God, there's a void. There's an emptiness. That's why human beings continue to try to see if they can fill that void. But that void can never be filled with wealth, pleasures, everything you name it, achievements. Nothing can ever fill that void except God. Because you are created in the image of God. When we are born again. God's presence fills that void again. That's when we become the newborn in Christ. And our desires are now to do the things of God. And that's why we don't have any emptiness in the life. Of a truly born again person. That's how it started for many of us. But after a time, we start chasing those things again in the world. And God's presence leaves our lives. And the void returns. And we begin to chase and chase. Greed and everything will become worse than we were before even we accepted Christ as God and Savior. That's the sad story. Many believers in chasing the things in the world. And loving the things in the world have forfeited God's presence. That's why they have a void in their lives. That's why they act worse than unbelievers. They forgot that the reason God created human beings and sacrificed His Son to restore them back to Himself was simply this to fear God, to serve God, and obey God in all matters. And that void will be completely no, there will be no more void in their lives. Because they are one again with God. Because Father God, Father, Son and Spirit are in residence in that place, in that void. And there is no more void. But once Father, Son and Spirit are not in residence, there is a void. Nothing can fill the void in human beings except God. No amount of wealth, worldly wisdom, worldly knowledge, beauty. Can fill the void in a human being's life. That void can only be filled by God. That's the reason why human beings who tell Christ and battling Christians continue to grasp for wine, women, men, wealth, knowledge in their bid to fill the void. But nothing, according to God's word, will ever fill that void except God. Praise the Lord. The whole meaning of life comes from God. If you or I neglect God. If we fail to bring him into our life. Our life is empty. And that emptiness follows unbeliever all the days of his or her life. From that moment to the grave. I love young people. Because you are the ones who must take the mantle and continue God's word. Four. God's word to young believers. You will not always be young and strong. I may not make any commentary on it because we are going to read the scripture directly to you. God's word directly to you today. If you are young, a young believer, please, this word is for you. Praise God. Okay. Scripture please.
2: Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verses 1 to 9. Don't let the excitement of youth cause you to forget your Creator. Honor Him in your youth before you grow old and say, Life is not pleasant anymore. Remember Him before the light of the sun, moon, and stars is dim to your old eyes, and rain clouds continually darken your sky. Remember Him before your legs, the guards of your house, start to tremble, and before your shoulders, the strong men stoop. Remember him before your teeth your few remaining servants stop grinding, and before your eyes the women looking through the windows see dimly. Remember him before the door to life's opportunities is closed and the sound of work fades. Now you rise at the first shaping of the birds, but then all their sounds will grow faint. Remember him before you become fearful of falling and worry about danger in the streets, before your hair turns white like an almond tree in bloom and you drag along without energy like a dying grasshopper and the berry no longer inspires sexual desire. Remember, remember him before you near the grave, your everlasting home, when the mourners will weep at your funeral. Yes, remember your Creator now while you are young, Before the silver cord of life snaps and the golden bowl is broken. Don't wait until the water jar is smashed at the spring and the pulley is broken at the well. For then the dust will return to the earth and the spirit will return to God who gave it. Everything is meaningless, says the teacher. Completely meaningless. Praise the Lord.
0: That is God's special word to you today listening to me. Be a young believer. You will not always be young. If you happen to reach old age, you will remember this day. Remember why you're young now and embrace Christ fully and never look back. Forget the desires of the things in the world. They will sidetrack you and lead you away from Christ. The question for everybody, young and old believer, and even dumb believer listening. Do you have the seal of God? Number five. The only thing that every human being on this earth should strive for. Is for the seal of God. And that seal is given by God. To those who accept Christ. His son as Lord and Savior. And who from that day that they made that commitment. Begin to live their lives. For their Lord and Savior. Not having made a commitment, you go back, no. Made a commitment and press on for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus.
1: Scripture, please.
2: John chapter 6, verses 26 and 27. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. You want to be with me because I fed you. Not because you understood the miraculous signs. But don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. For God the Father has given me the seal of His approval. Praise the
0: Lord. Father God gave His Son the seal of approval for His Son who now seals His followers. So his, the Lord is telling you at night today. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that only the Son can give you. And if you already have that seal, to continue to walk in Him, not to walk outside of Him. So He has the seal, and if you are born again, He has sealed you. But if you fail to continue in the walk in His steps, the seal will no longer be there.
2: Next scripture, please. Second Corinthians chapter one, verses twenty-one and twenty-two. Now He who establishes us with you in Christ. And has anointed us. Is God. Who also has sealed us. And given us the spirit in our hearts. As a guarantee. Praise the Lord. Christ has sealed us for God.
0: And at the end of the age. He's going to ask you and I. Where is the seal? And if we don't have that seal. No matter whatever else we have done on this earth. We are done. So it's my prayer this day. That you. Who have had me. We pass the same message to others. Don't just listen and embrace it. Bring other people to listen to this broadcast. Because they are life-giving messages. They are life-saving messages. Believe me. We were raised for this purpose. To be that contrary voice in the midst of a perverse generation. To speak truth. God's word only. Don't be deceived by the charlatans. Who continue to promise you greed, promise you wealth, those things will perish. We preach Christ, Him crucified and resurrected, that eternal life may be yours and mine. So I'm going to sing a song today, close to thee, that means close to Christ, close to God. It is the only way you and I, if we're not close to Him, we can't do this work. close to thee thou my everlasting portion more than friend or life to me all along my pilgrim journey which is what we are doing now savior let me walk with thee close to thee my father my god Close to thee, my Lord and Savior. Close to thee, spirits of God. Close to thee, all along my pilgrim journey, Savior, my Lord and Savior, let me walk with thee. Not for ease or worldly pleasure. Let my desires not be for the world. Not for fame, my pleasure be. Glad, let me toil and I suffer. Only let me walk with thee. Close to thee. Close to thee. Close to thee, my Savior. Close to thee, my Father, my God. Gladly will I toil and
2: suffer.
0: Only let me walk with
2: thee.
0: Lead me through the veil of shadows. Bear me over life's fitful sea, wherever it is carrying me along, my Father, my God. Then the gate of life eternal. May I enter, my Father, my God, Lord, with thee. Close to thee, close to thee. Close to thee, my Father, my God. Close to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So when the gate of eternal life is opened, I may enter with you, my Father, my God. Praise the Lord. Our Father and our God, thank you for your word to the world. Thank you for your word to your children. Thank you, my Father my God, for the grace this day to be able to declare your whole counsel on what is important and what is not. I pray, Father, that as many today as have heard or we hear in the future you break the yoke and open their eyes. As they hear your words direct from your the scriptures, let the yokes in their lives be broken. Let them be free from the clutches of evil. And remember that the only thing works and is the only reason we are here. To serve you. To fear you because the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. So we will be able to have that eternal wisdom. Not the worldly wisdom. So we'll be able to have the joy in the Holy Spirit. Not the pleasures of the world. Help your children. Father, we are weak, but you we are strong. As many as desire this day, Lord. Enter their lives. Strengthen them. remove the devourer for their sex. Heal them, Lord. Heal their hearts. Heal their spirit. Heal their soul. Heal their bodies. And lead them on. As we walk this walk to eternal life. May our countenance continue to shine upon your people. May you continue to bless us in this ministry. May you continue to give us the words to share with your people. May you strengthen us always Lord. Even as we pray that you bring many more into the ministry. That they may continue to share your word. And reach the world wherever they may be. Blessings, glory and honor are all yours O oh God. In Jesus name we have
1: prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes.
2: If
0: it pleases
1: God, we'll be with you next Sunday.